Welcome, everybody, to the ninth ever edition of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I can't even believe it's already our ninth edition already. It's gone by fast. I am Chris Jackson, joined by Gregory Morlantoon. And we've got a special guest here, Derek Stevens. Derek, introduce yourself a little bit. How are you doing today? And what are you up to right now? Got you. Um, my name is Derek, um, a.k.a. they call me Coach Buff. I am right now, this is my little break where I um, have a little time for myself where I do um, – Distance learning with all my students. I am one of the administrators and support staff at my school. Um, and also I am a father. My sons are running around playing ball and, you know, I'm a man of multiple things. Awesome. That's now awesome. tell us about those jerseys you got in the background. I think that's something I, I'm losing count. How many jerseys you got back there? Like what, 17, 18? Right. Yeah. So, but, so here we go. Fun fact is, I have literally started from here on down. It literally is like, you know, my storyline. Um, I can never forget where where um, I started from. Never. Um, so literally starting from the top, I have my little kid jersey. When I was a uh, kid, I used to play for the Sacramento Raiders out here. And um, my mom was a founding person who helped that, you know. And then from then I went to my high school and then, um, all-star games, colleges, and then I also play um, semi-pro as well. So um, it's real life a journey, and every jersey tells us tells you know a different story of um, of my life. So. And then, so where did you go to college, actually? Um, so I started off at Valley High School out here in Sacramento. Um, then I went to Sacramento City College. Um, I played there for a year. I transferred out to Alabama. I walked on at UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Um, at that time, their, um, their program was up and down. So that year they counseled it. They actually had counseled their program that year. And I was out of football. Um, I lost the love of it. You know, I made a big leap thinking that everything, you know, was going to be okay. Um, you know, then all of a sudden football is out and now it's like, what is left of me? Um, and then after that, I literally went, I literally went to my career um, and I found my love in teaching. So I just focused, I just dialed in on that. Um, I was sitting here like I am now and my buddy calls me, hey man, you know, you still got a year left for Juco football. Why not, you know, just go back and play, you know, just for the love, just for the hoo-rah. So I went back and I played at Yuba College um, where I was uh, a mentor, a leader, a player, a coach, anything that you can possibly name. I took that, I took that, um, I took that leadership role on. So, yes. That's awesome. And so what made you want to go to UAB in the first place? Uh, because of uh, family ties. Okay. Um, I'll say my dad's side of the family, they live out there and, you know, they always say we never really got a chance to watch you play. We just watch the videos and pictures and always hear these awesome things and we never did watch you play. So I'm like, well, let me go out there and, you know, try like a different breed of football. And, you know, um, it was really cool. The um, um, experience I had was really cool. Like the number one, that's my practice jersey. Um, so it was actually really cool. Um, I can't say any, I can't say anything bad about it. Um, but that really what led me to go there was just my family and just trying to get close to that side. So, 
then UAB cuts their program on you. And like you said, that's a really tough situation when you go out there, but how much did that situation almost help you in the end and make you a stronger person and make you a leader and a mentor when you did go back to play football at Yuba? Um, it was just the adversity. Like, you know, to know that everything could be taken away from you at any, at any moment and you have no power of trying to stop it. It's like, man, what you going to do? Are you going to fall and not get up? Or are you going to fall and stand up and move forward? So at that point, of course, it was like football is, you know, is, you know, is my life. Um, so that's all I really knew. That's all I really dialed in for. That's all I really committed to. But, um, but then after that was like, uh, football is not always every day. Um, so you need to start thinking of tomorrow. So um, just the adversity, the adversity hit. And it's like, you know, do you, do you fall or, or do you just find that way of uh, uh, keep on moving? So, yes, sir. So, when you went to Yuba, you said you kind of became a mentor, coach, player, did everything. Is that yes, kind of led you into Iron Sharpens Iron and starting that? Absolutely. So, if you if you dig into my background and you start to do interviews of people, and I told just like I told you guys when I first met you guys, you you can ask any kid anything, and I'm not about to coach them up. I'm not going to give them things to say they will tell you that this has been a passion of mine. This has been a dream of mine since people first met me. Like, you meet me, I'm going to rave about this dream. And going to Yuba and actually meeting, you know, and actually and, and actually able to share my story, it makes me want to help kids like, you know, like me. Like, have that asset that has that, you know, that, you know, that, that helping hand. So, so, go say hi to the camera. Go say hi. <laughs> hi. And, What's up, bud? What's up? Oh, best <laughs> so, ever we've had. So also, Yuba, going to Yuba, it also helped me. Derek, come here. Um, <laughs> they are the driving force. They are. They are the reason. They're the heart. They're the, like, my passion. Bye, get out. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, I always said, like, I wanted something built for them. So when they're older, when they really start playing, when they start to navigate and move in these like in these like in these natural places, I want a program that is literally made and driven for them. And I didn't have that as a kid. My mom is a, my mom is a, is a a single parent of five kids. I can count. This is where it gets kind of sucky and it gets kind of teary eyes. I can count on one hand how many games I can literally remember my dad going to literally so my dad didn't really have any help with me and my development so I said with them like they they know from since they were born like they had a love for it and that right there made me say okay what was all my areas that I wish I had or I wish that I could have did better or I wish I had that resource this is how Iron Sharpers Iron all started was they going they are going to start football soon. I don't want to be a coach. I don't want to be, you know, I want to be that guy that can sit back and say, hey, I got this for you guys. You guys go ahead and do what you do. And then, so just for people at home that don't know, tell us exactly what Iron Sharpens Irons is and what you guys are trying to accomplish. Got you. Iron Sharpens Irons is a family is a family resource. We like to provide 
platforms to any athlete, young, old, retired, because your story is a story that needs to be told. Your story is a line that can help another person push. So we are a athletic academy and a social justice program. So our, um, our main goal is to help these kids academically, help these kids grow athletically, and to be aware socially. So with these three things, and they understand that they have it, they are the most diverse group that we can have. Then I know you guys are doing a lot of things to give more platforms for kids, especially Northern California. How important are the things you're doing, especially nowadays when there are no sports, especially in the state compared to maybe a place like Utah or Texas or let's say Alabama where they are having high school games and they can get filmed out, but the kids out here don't have that opportunity to get that game filmed out, especially when a lot of colleges are asking for, I need to see three or four more games. Right. So this is where I say adversity. This is where adversity hits. Are you going to say, oh, man, I don't have it, or, hey, I have it? And this is where I personally find out how bad how bad a kid really wants it because they can literally sit on the couch and be like, I'll just wait until football season. I'll just wait until this happens again. But things like this is um, – good job, son. This right here is, you know, a blessing. Was he high? Was he high? Ooh. Eating strawberries. They are – <laughs> Bye. Go back inside. Um, they uh, times like this, man. It's like it's where you find the heart, the heart of an athlete. You know, it's like I just tell them, like you have to, you have to continue to get better. When nobody's watching you, what are you doing? Like right now, you guys know Friday Night Lights. Everybody's watching you. You got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Everybody's watching you. Football is over. What are you doing? And football's over right now. So what are you doing? Are you now preparing yourself? Are you eating the right things? Are you around all the right people? Are you connecting and networking with the right people? Those are the things that I tell all the athletes. Like, you guys heard me preach a lot. This is your energy. Like, this is your energy. We know that you can play ball. We know that. It's the intangible things that we want to know. So... Times like this where it's important that we keep drilling, hey, just get involved, get involved, go and get better. That's the mindset, get better. Because sooner or later you will perform and are you going to be that guy that is not ready or the guy that beats everybody's expectation? Which one are you? Yeah, it's. I think what you guys are doing is a great thing, especially with no games being played right now. It, it's hard for these kids to – actually get competitive and you know the showcase that you guys have and you're trying to do it safely as well it's it's great for the kids to be out there and show colleges some film too absolutely so we also um we also are connecting with a lot of like like you guys a lot of recruit um a lot of um a lot of agencies recruiting agencies that we invite like we are inviting you guys out because you guys not like us you guys have a bigger platform a bigger voice. So it's like you guys never know the who, the what, the when, the where, the how. You never know. So you you just have to come and find out, you know? Yeah. It's such a small community, too, when it comes to sports. You know, one coach just can lead to a whole another handful of guys. 
And then, then that one coach will say they're at a D2 or whatever. Then they get a job moving up, never burn that bridge, because then that coach can move up to, I don't know, a Cal Poly or FBS or whatever. Then they get that job. And if you burn that bridge already, you're not going to get that offer that maybe you've wanted at the highest level. Absolutely. So, um, like, just like that, just like you said that, like, I myself am looking to go up into the college rankings. And, you know, and I would love to bring every kid I work with with me. But I tell kids all the time, look at the social media. Like, when kids, like, you know, when kids hit me, but like, I, you know, I want to come to your event, I instantly go to the social media and I watch this story. Like, what is it that you're doing? And I see kids smoking weed and, um, um, and doing things like that, like they want to put on their jersey. Like, <laughs> uh, it's like, what do they see? And it's like, and I, hey, don't do that. Um, bye. Um, and then I also tell them, like, hey, you can't come until you clean this up because I can't, I can't market my name and put my name on somebody who's, who's a, um, how can I say it? Somebody who's not worthy of it. You know, so that's why kids put on this story. I'm like, hey, what, 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 what? your football helmet? Where is it? <laughs> I don't know where your helmet is. <laughs> Go ahead, right there. One, so my son, so fun fact, literally fun fact, these kids will go find helmets, balls everywhere, and then they'll start playing football like one is going to be a quarterback, is going to play for some team eventually. One of them is going to be a basketball player. He does not like football at all, but he loves, <laughs> loves wearing everything. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I love it. So we got one kid that will be at Iron Strike from Zion Showcase in about, what, 10 years or so? Yeah. Like, come here. Come here. <laughs> like, already, he's already, like. There we go. He's ready. He's all ready. Like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> move. Bye. Thank you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 you know, ready to go. Like, the goal is to not have them in it, but I want them to run it, you know? I want to be the guy that is the old man that has his sons, like, taking over the ranks. You know, that right there is the greatest blessing of all. Oh, he got it. 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 So that is the goal. Like, it's not to give them the football and let them run with it. It's to give them the keys and let them own it. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, you guys are something else. Uh, <laughs> I love it. More of the marketing thing. I think that's a really interesting thing you talk about. Don't market yourself negatively. Make sure what you're posting is right. But going off that, how much do you guys emphasize to your kids to market yourselves on social media and on platforms like Twitter and show your highlights and everything else about yourself, especially in social media when every single college coach and every university is on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, whatever it is. Um, well, that's, that's actually one thing that we stress a lot is, hey, even if you're working out for one hour, post a video. If you have to just get on like we're doing now and just get on a video and just talk, you know, the power of a conversation beats a power of nothing, you know. So, we, so you know, we stress it a lot, and then we also stress a balancing thing. We, don't, we, we always don't want to see you play football. We want to we, we use – your marketing and your platform to know you as an individual like me, like you guys would know football player, teacher, um, uh, entrepreneur, you know, uncle, community activist, 
Like, you wouldn't know all these things. Like, you wouldn't know that if you just sat and just talked to me. But if you go to my IG page, if you go to Facebook, you go to all these platforms, you see a little bit of everything. So you know, hey, okay, I can take this guy serious. I just don't see football. He knows life is more than football. For sure. And it's a good thing to to broaden your, your things because, like you said, when football is over, it's over. You know, and, you know, there's different ways to be involved with it, and it's great that you can pursue those things. But you have to actually play the game and play the game that you love, whether it's football or some other sport. It's not always there. So it's good to find those other passions and broaden your horizons um, so that way you're not stuck in one lane. I mean, yeah, it can be taken away in a hurry. I know, like, we've talked about I mean, look at professional sports. Sean Livingston's career should have been over, to be quite oh, honest, right. in his NBA career. Look what – I mean, he still found a way to become a three-time NBA champion or however many titles it was, but you got to make sure kids understand, too, you can still be involved with sports like you're doing yourself, even through adversity that you dealt with. You can still be in, involved in sports and football and do what you love and make that your life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, also, I'm one of the top referees in Sacramento when it comes to football. Like, I'm like, also, a lot of these kids know me as that's the fast referee. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, if you guys ever were to see me referee a game, like, I'm that ref that will let a kid just run and then all of a sudden just, <laughs> and I have that for that's why a lot of these kids know, like, you know, it's really is what they know about you is what they are going to love to do um with you you know so it's really good about building these ties and building these connections and making it um authentic you know now what made you become a referee as well man so i was back home like you know just like i said i you know i did all that stuff i came home my mom was sick she was diagnosed with cancer and you know and literally like when i say adversity hits every jersey on the wall it tells like you know a story of a time in my life, but um, I was home working, and then um, one of my family friends, Andrea Barber, with um, Hawkins, Hawkins um, officiating. She was like, "Dude, you're young. You can run. You know the game. Now, ref the game." So I started refing. I've been refing for about eight years, nine years, youth ball to high school ball, and uh, was really got me into it now is just to see the game from a different aspect you know just like you said like you know once actually the playing days of having a ball in your hand and having to make that tackle is over you have to find that next fix that next addiction that next you know thing that you just have to have more of and me was training and refereeing refereeing I was able to see the mistakes and you know and and call them out on it. Also, coach them up on the field. As many times, I literally say, hey, bro, stop holding. Stop holding. Stop holding. Or, hey, you should shake, shake like this. You know, I love to see a good game. You know, I love to drop a gem on a kid. I love to, hey, that's Mr. D. I'm not Mr. D right now. <laughs> um, you know, I call so many unsportsmanlike fouls on all my students. It's funny. Like, I see them on Saturday. Hey, we got a flag, unsportsmanlike offense. On Monday, Mr. D, why'd you call unsportsmanlike follow me? Because you didn't turn in your homework. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Like, it's just the fact that these kids see you in a different light. They don't just see you playing. They see you as a referee. They see your personal side. Because as a referee, it works on how you talk to people. I talk to coaches and parents and different people. And you are on that pedestal of somebody that has rank. So you want to make sure you take that seriously. So being a referee, just that right there alone developed me a whole lot. Like, professional-wise, I had coaches cuss me out, like, call me stupid, dumb, slow, retarded. And I still have to sit there with a straight face like, mm-hmm, okay, <laughs> okay, I can't do anything about it, okay. You know, so it really – it taught me patience, adversity, everything that you possibly name. Football is a wonderful – wonderful sport i love it i love it so much yeah and i know exactly what you mean with the coaches yelling at you oh. I used to, uh umpire for little league um for my local little league here in livermore and i get yelled at all the time um not sure if we lost derek or not still there derek <laughs> all right well Lost Derek for for a minute. We'll we'll get him back on here. Um, yeah. So so Greg, what are some of the cleanest things that you can tell that people have told that you as an hub? Oh man, there's there's not a whole lot of clean things when you're getting yelled at. It, the funniest <laughs> ones are the passive aggressive ones when they're like trying to say something about like your call, but they're really like saying it to their kid, but they just know you can hear it. Those are the funniest ones. Then you just kind of sit there and you, you start looking at them like, what? Like, really? Like, I know you're talking about me. And then the funnier ones are the parents when they just start yelling at you. It's like, you have no view of what my strike zone is or what even the strike zone should look like. Um, so I just sit there. I just look look at them. And it's like, whatever. You just got to laugh. It's like when you go to, like, it's like when you go to like a major league baseball game, it's like there's 30,000 umps in the crowd. Exactly. But how can you tell, especially behind home plate, what, like, what? Like, I don't know. You can't tell. And, but the people that get angry next to me, I'm thinking, I have no idea. <laughs> like, like, and also at a football game, how can I tell that that was holding from, like, 300 yards away? I don't know. What are you talking about? I, I got hot eyes. I can see everything. That, that, that's, that's what some people think at stadiums. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Shout uh, out to you umps and you refs. You, you, you're never the good guys. No, it, it's a, it's hard too. I mean, things move quickly, and you gotta make split second decisions and to make it sure it's at least right half the time. But the nice thing about being a ref is you're right one hundred percent of the time, because no one's gonna change your call. Especially at the at the lower levels too. There's no replay. Exactly. If I could call to New York, I would, but uh, there's there's no phone call being made anymore. At least not at Little League. That's something they need to start adding. For little add yeah, I think I think that'd be great. Okay, because these little leagues are making that much money, huh? That we can add cameras and then have a central system. Potentially, potentially, we never know. Okay, fair Use enough. Financial records and statements. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> For people that are listening to this and aren't watching, I hope they understand. I'm kidding. I'm completely smiling right now. Yes, this this is all a big joke. We do not need. No, um, robo umpires or no. camera systems for literally. I, I, I like I like the human element. It makes it more interesting too. Also, they're twelve. It's not that big deal if the call gets wrong. Yeah, you know, it, the, the world's not ending. 
if, if we're not calling a strike in AAA baseball and Little League, I don't think that's, you know. Yeah, just not necessarily what you need. No. Mm. Looks like we're going to have Derek back in a second. You got to resend him the link. Okay, perfect. God, that guy's got so many jerseys. He does. And those, those kids, are they're ready to run around. I can't wait to see them at showcases and just ruining people. Right. And then hopefully uh, they take over the reins for Iron Sharpens Iron, and we'll be out there covering it still. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Chris, you got to teach me. I'm, I don't know how to get this background going. You got to teach me how to do that. Apparently, I'm not very technological. Maybe I shouldn't say that as I run a media company, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. here we are. We're going to bleep that out. <laughs> we'll just that out. Let the people know that, you know, I'm marketing and sales director. Yeah. Whatever. It's okay. I've had to explain technology to parents and family members, and that's a disaster. Man, I, can I open so up my contacts. <laughs> there we go. What's up, Derek? Welcome back. Derek is Derek. That's my apology, guys. I had a phone call that just wiped everything out. All good. All good. It's okay. We don't, we don't blame you if you wanted to stop talking with us for a few minutes. Oh, heck, man. No, I'll talk to you guys all day, every day. We can, you make the Thursday thing, drop the topics. I get, hey, so also, injustice of all the shootings, hey, I want to thank you guys for doing everything that you guys do, you know? Thank you guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. People like you and all the kids are the reasons we got into this business in the first place. You guys are our business. And are our business, so we appreciate all of you a ton. And also appreciate your kids a ton too. Can't wait to cover them in a few years and get their future stories up. Man, I, man, I mean, I tell you, with these two guys, like it's literally you can watch videos from when they were one. They were shooting basketballs at one, and it kind of like, to be honest with you, it um, it broke my heart because I was like. They love football. I mean, they love to shoot hoops more than they love to have a football in their hand. So I was like, oh, my God, what am I to do? What am I to do? Like, And it was like, no, it's okay. I'm like, yeah, it's okay because I'm not going to force it on them. But, you know, I haven't really talked to him anything. And, like, he – like, man, you guys see them out. You guys will, you guys will see them out more. But to watch them do what they do at their age is like, whoa, they're crazy. They're crazy athletic already. That's good. Um Anyway, we were just talking about umpiring. And I, I used to umpire my little leagues. I getting yelled at all the time, you know, by coaches and kids. And we were talking about it while you were off the um, getting back on and whatnot. But, yeah, that was not fun. But it does teach you how to – it teaches you a different way of the game and it teaches you how to respect people and, and handle different situations. So it's, it's a good thing to get into. Yeah, no, no. yeah so um, I will honestly say if you are a retired – player and you just you know you still have a love and stuff for the game referee because that's how you can get involved in the game understand the game and see like you know all the things that you know that we as coaches parents and everybody have to go through so and top of that you get front row seats like every game you get front row seats like you I just watched so many big plays big hits like big moments like up close and it's like that to me is like Man, did that really just happen? Like, you know? Yeah, so so refereeing, though, too, Greg's given some pretty fun stories as a ref. You got any fun, clean stories you have of just funny things people have said to you, whether it's good, 
I have so like you're you're you were right at the end. I shouldn't have yelled at you. Um, so I do have a GoPro. I'm I'm one of the refs that referee with GoPros on. So one of these days, I will let you guys go through all the footage and let you guys hear what coaches and players talk like. <laughs> like you know, he's doing a game. Um, like the next time, I will have a GoPro at um at our showcase. Some of the players will be walking around with GoPros and things like that. But a funny story. Um, no, this is not a funny story. This is actually a cool story. So I was refereeing a youth game, and this team came down, I think, from Stockton area. Um, but um, I was like, this kid, he just seems to always wonder left. Like, what is wrong with him? And what, like, um, and one of the players was like, hey, ref, he's, he's blind. He's blind. I said, what? He's blind? He's playing football, and he's blind. And then after that, I started to watch him more, and then I was like, whoa, like, he's really blind. But to see him score a touchdown, like, the players would pull his arm and, you know, push him to the end zone and, you know, grab him like this to get set. Like, don't move. Like, he, he was really, like, showing how important it is to listen, you know. And that was literally one of the best stories that I can say as a referee after, you know, um – <laughs> After all my years of refereeing, like, that's one of the best stories that I can say. Like, to watch teammates, like, take a kid underneath their ring in a game full of fast hitting, fast action, fast hitting, and the kid did not shy away from hitting nobody. You know, like, um, they were in um, American Youth Football, AYF. Um, so, you know, I get to see that a lot. And the kid wanted every hit. No. And line right back up with help, you know, and things like that. So that's one of the best stories. But one of the meanest stories I've ever had was um, I had to call back a touchdown in overtime. And, like, when I say all the parents, all everybody was angry with me. And me, I'm like, hey, I can, know, I can hold my own. Um, as I was walking to my car, um... I was walking to my car. I had, like, 12 parents literally walk up behind me and just start shouting racial slurs at me. And this was, I want to say, Marysville. Like, I mean, like, you suck as a rep. You are, you know, all beat things. I'm not going to say it because we want to keep it PG. Um, I was like, dude, do you not know I'm a teacher and I work at a school? So the same way, this is a, this is a, this is a job. Do you get mad at your own kid when he's talking in class and the teacher has to now stop, had to stop what he's doing? No. So you, so it's a job. So you don't gotta yell at me. You gotta cuss me out, but I can go ahead and you know I can I can go ahead and take it all, and you know and get better. But you gotta use them words with me. Like I literally was like, I can really got hurt. But the fact that I was able to talk like that and be like, hey guys. Look at who you're talking to. You see me as a ref. I take off my shirt just like you. I go to sleep just like you. And I have another job just like you. And the same way you're talking to me like this, you can now talk to me like that. And the next day, I'm your uh, I'm your child's teacher. So now, I'm, so now, you know, I'm looking at you like, is this is really what you're teaching your child? You know, like me, I'm not teaching my kids to uh, yell. That's get out some nose. Go wash your hands now. Go, go, please. Um, go. 
um, you know, like, you know, what are you actually are teaching your own, you know? Um, so, yeah, so that was the meanest one of all. Like, I was literally in Marysville, like, okay, am I going to, like, do I got to call 911? Um, but, you know, yes. You're doing a good thing for the kids, right? You're, you're trying to put, you're putting food on the table for your family at the end of the day, making sure right. they play because they need reps, right? And at the end of the day, it's also just, at the end of the day, as weird as it sounds, it's just the game, right? Why are we getting so mad about yeah. Especially so, when so many minutes. This is why this is why there's um this is why there's a huge shortage of referees is how we are treated. Like this is how I, I, I like I kinda take refereeing and police officers are the same way. You know, police officers are doing a job. You know, sometimes yes, they do a great job. Sometimes yes, they do a crappy job. You know, but they're doing a job. Referees, sometimes we miss a call. Sometimes we hit the call perfectly. We're just doing a job. Mistakes happen. But the thing is, as referees and police officers and people who have these powers, do we take accountability for when we make these mistakes? And me, I'll be the first one. I watch all my film and refereeing, and I say, hey, I made this mistake. I didn't call this play. Or, hey, I should have caught this. You know, it's how we can be better next time. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's hard. Just think quickly and you got to make a quick decision on it. But let's move on to uh, Iron Sharpens Iron again. What are your goals to give these kids the keys? And, like, how? what's your plan to get to that point? Um, so the goal is to actually um, – yearly, I want to actually be able to get out – this is like a goal, not saying this is – I'm thinking at the end of the day, if everything's perfectly, when everything is all grand, granddaddy ready and we're doing awesome, the goal is to be able to get about 200 kids out to a college. I don't care if it's athletically. I don't care if it's academically. I don't care if it's a trade. I don't care. I want them to have the next level education. That is the goal. Um, the goal is to use um, football as a um, outlet to get to this point, to drive this point away. Because along with football, they will listen, you know. Um, so the goal is to be able to get them out. Of course, I want to get them playing on TV, get them in the NFL. But I tell people all the time, what is your legacy? What is your legacy? There's so many guys that make it to the NFL. But what is their legacy? Like, as soon as they're done, what are they doing? Like, there's, like this is a business. You know, so um, the goal is just to, you know, to be here for all these kids, regardless of, you know, of how they need us. So. What? Your shoes untied? I'll tie your shoe in a minute. <laughs> and then going off that, too, what is it meant to be able to give back and give such an important and great platform to the kids like you have and create opportunity, not just in high school, but opportunities for the next 40 years of their lives? I love it. Like, I honestly, like I said, I love it. Like, this is something that I don't, I don't, <laughs> say it again, sir. I don't have to get paid to do it. You know what I mean? Like, this is a love of mine. It's a passion of mine. Like, I didn't have this. Like I said, like, these two are the reason. Like, you know, and I was always told, if you're not getting paid to do what you do, are you still going to do it? Me is yes, you know. 
This is me just getting my blessings. I don't ask anybody for anything. I don't ask anybody for donations. And I do it for the love of me, for the love of the world, for the love of the sport. Um, so just giving back is just, you know, a wonderful feeling. Like, I would encourage anybody to just give back, give an hour to somebody or to something, you know, and watch how good it makes you feel, you know? Yeah, and so let's get into some fun questions. I think we've asked everyone so far that's been on our podcast, and we can open up to the kids too. What's your favorite home-cooked meal? Home-cooked meal. What you guys want to eat? You said what? Chicken, fish, fries, and cookies. Well, they well they love to eat chicken nuggets, fish fries, cookies, and juice. Like that is their like that is oh and burgers too. That is their thing. Me, my favorite is barbecue. I barbecue last night. Um and I did tri-tip and ribs. Like, to me, the next time you guys come, I, hey, we're going to have a barbecue, and it's going to be nothing but a social hour. Okay. All right. Um, it's going to be nothing but a social hour, and we're going to just sit in this talk, you know? Um, and, I, and I would definitely, I definitely will barbecue. So, barbecue is my favorite. I'm looking forward to it. I love barbecue. Think about those ribs and tri tips for about the next. Oh man, go watch the story. You go watch the story on IG. You, you were definitely. Oh, I, I saw that. I saw that. It 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 made Daddy. me cry. So I wanted to that. <laughs> yes, and then, what about your favorite athletes growing up? Oh, athletes, man! I was I, I was like to show you. So on my wall, I have all my favorite athletes. I have Bo Jackson. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Marcus Allen, myself, and then on the top, I'm working on all my high school athletes. I'm going to be putting them all on the top of my garage so I can look up to them. That's the idea is I want to look up to these guys, you know. I want my sons to look up to all these guys. Get out the camera. Um, So, uh, yeah, my favorite athlete of all time, Bo Jackson. Like, I love Bo because Bo knows. Bo knows. That's right. And then, and then what about, did you have a favorite video game growing up? Ooh, video game. Um, all right, so video game, I'm going to go back to PlayStation 1. And it was um, a game called Fighting Force. Fighting Force. It was like um, a game we used to always play with my cousins on Christmas. And Thanksgiving, we should all go, we should all, we should all go run, run upstairs and get on fighting force. Um, also, I like to play um, uh, Spiral, Spiral the Dragon. Okay. That's I awesome. That so I just got the new Madden 2, and I'm about to give it away. So to some lucky winner, I told them that they, that they can win it for five bucks. I'm doing a raffle on Friday, so somebody can win Madden. This will be out on Friday, so if you're looking to get the new Madden game, go join the raffle. Exactly. Hey, five dollars, you can win a game that costs ninety-nine dollars, literally, for five dollars. And all the thing we want you to do is five dollars and get a raffle number, and then tune in live. Maybe we can get you guys in on the live chat on uh, on uh, Friday. And we can- okay. Yes, I will be yes, there. I will yeah. be. You tell me the time, and I am there. 8.30, 8.30, we're live, we're live at 8.30. Perfect. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, Dom, Derek, I think that's all we got for you today. Thank you so much for joining this podcast. It's, thank we you so can, much for inviting us uh, to your showcases as we well. We cannot leave without you guys hearing it first, the next official showcase. So you guys heard it first here live. Nobody else has heard it. So this is a exclusive all right. October 31st, Halloween. Are you afraid of the dark? Under the lights, Sacramento, California. Awesome. I love that. I think that would be awesome. Yes, sir. We haven't had under the lights in a long time. So Yes, sir. That would be cool to finally finally be under some, some lights. Yes, sir. Wow, I can't wait for that. Well, I'm going to be thinking of barbecue food and that. All hey, hey, we may actually have some barbecue uh, barbecue pumpkins or something out, out, there, out there for you. I don't know. We, it's going to be a wonderful time. We're, um, we're looking to collab with Battle, Rival, Elevate, um, uh, Exposure, um, Eat, DB Select, all of these wonderful training entities. We want, we want all of them here. This is a family thing, not just a, not just a, uh, in, not just an individual thing. Okay. Just one just Okay. <laughs> so also July fourth, another exclusive. I'm just giving y'all exclusive information today. I like that. You guys are just that awesome. July fourth, twenty twenty one, senior all star game, class of twenty twenty one alone. It's going to be tackle football, eleven on eleven. Wearing the jerseys, son. Let me see. Wearing the jerseys that you see. These are the jerseys that they that they will be wearing. One team will have the black, another team will have the white, and we'll be doing a fireworks show and barbecuing again. Um, July 4th, Singer, singer Showcase. Awesome. That will be awesome. Yes, sir. I'll be looking forward to that because we won't have football for, for a couple months in July 4th, so. That would Absolutely. be cool to, to finally get back on the field and get ready for the next season. These too. are some great holidays. This is what I know. Yes. You know, right. I, I'm sorry, family. I won't be able to see you. I'll be at football. Don't take personally. <laughs> but, football. no. Football's but what you do is you invite the family. Come on. Because, like, I no. I don't what? know if I want to deal with some of them, you know. I just, <laughs> I just don't know. No, nah, you don't got to deal with them. Just put them in the stands. Just say, hey, you know, Hold come on. off and football. Call out his family. On a podcast okay, that's going out to okay. everyone. They, they, they call me out all the time. I'm going to get that <laughs> payback for 24 years of them calling me out. I'm, 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 you know what, Dad, you can't go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. See, I'm over, I was going to go over here. Like, all my family's welcome. Everyone come out, have a good time. You're just like, no, no one's invited. <laughs> you know, you, you see them enough. You like that. You, you want family, to- hey, man, families. Family is a blessing, man. Like, you know, it's a real blessing because sometimes you hate them, sometimes you love them, and sometimes you just want to just say, hey, you know what? Go fetch. <laughs> <laughs> and go away. Just go away from me. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes, sir. But I'm looking forward to those October 31st. We got a showcase, Iron Sharpens Iron, and July 4th, senior game. That's going to be awesome. Yes, sir. And the seniors will be literally from across the nation. I got guys that have committed from Alabama, guys that have committed from Virginia, guys that have committed from uh, Wyoming. So I'm literally connected with a lot of athletes from other states and other coaches as well. So it's going to be a big, mega event 
And I just can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Perfect. And we're going to hold you to the barbecue, too. I got you. Hey, hey, it's, I got it's, you. It's, it's on the air, so you can't back out now. <laughs> I can't. I got you. I, I, I'll make sure that you guys get it live. You guys will be the live testers, too. So we have live, live rankings. Hey, I'm telling my barbecue, it's to score for. <laughs> this, this sounds too good. Okay, we're going to have to rate this. We're going to make this a story. Yeah. Yes. The yes. Power rankings. I like this. Yes. Also, another great story will be the family story with Derek Stevens and his two kids when his two kids eventually get into high school and start playing some sports. I think we'll have to do a, a big feature story on the family. I'm going to be pulling my hair when that when when that when that day happens. Just know you're going to be seeing me like I told. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But also, I do have shirts for you guys. Next time you guys come, I got shirts for you guys. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Sounds yes, great. Yes. We appreciate that, Derek. So, yeah, we appreciate Derek for coming on. Be sure to check out his story as well. We'll have plenty of stories on his showcase and his kids on our website at westcoastpreps.com. That'll do it for the ninth ever edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for episode number 10 Tuesday when we have Brandon Younger and Foothill College and Grind Moto Elite Sports come on. Until then, everybody take care, stay safe, follow our work at westcoastpreps.com, subscribe to our YouTube page, and follow us on social media at West Coast Preps.